Holly G with the Golf Insiders for this edition of For Your Game. We are approaching the height of the golf season. We are three majors into the PGA Tour season, and this week and weekend is the second major for the LPGA Tour, the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, which is taking place right now at Iconic Baldestral. And so I thought it was time to check in with one of our favorites. She's an LPGA Hall of Famer, top 50 best teachers, uh, has won so many awards. You've heard her if you listen to my show, the one, the only, Kay McMahon. Good morning. Good morning, Holly G. How are you today? It's a good day on the golf course. I want to talk today specifically about putting uh, because there's been so much talk in recent weeks, specifically about world number one, Scotty Scheffler, and some of his issues of late, although it doesn't seem to be showing up in terms of his finishes, Kay. Since the Players' Championship, which he won, he's gone tied for 10th at the Masters. He's had a T5, a T2, a T3, and a third and a third, including last week at the U.S. Open. So, Scotty managing to get it done, <laughs> even though his putter's been a little off. I want to talk about really what's, what's happened in that part of the game for the professionals especially with the anchor ban uh, that went into effect in 2016. And one of the players it impacted the most, who is on top of the leaderboard at the Travelers, Keegan Bradley, putting lights out these past two days. So let's, uh, I want to I get into the nitty gritty, and uh, it's great to have you on today. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. So, I think, you know, when you start looking at the pros and the difference between some of the scores, it's really all about the putting. I mean, they're making some of these 10, 12, 15 footers to save par all the time. So you're absolutely right about putting. And Scotty Scheffler, when he says he's off, in all those top 10 finishes, when he's off, he's still in the top 10. Yesterday, Keegan was asked if this was the most confidence he'd had in his putting since leaving the belly putter. And he said, I think I'm putting better than I ever have with the belly putter, for which, for which a little bit I didn't think that was possible. I think it took you know, him a little bit of time and certainly cost him, I think, some momentum as he you know, came out as a pretty hot rookie winning the PGA Championship. Uh, in his first year. Keegan has, has really struggled. So did Adam Scott when they banned the belly putter. Um, and and both of them are having a resurgence. Adam's playing well this week at the Travelers as well. Well, I think you're absolutely right. When they both, you know, many of your, your fans, you know, when that came out in 2000, you know, as you said, 16th, that they banned the belly putter, many players were using it and had grown up using it. So now all of a sudden they had to really change their style and really learn how to putt much differently. Um, there was a lot of controversy about that. Um, but you're right about Adam Scott and both Keegan are putting act lights out. And watching Ke- uh, Keegan's interview, I mean, he just lit up and he goes, yeah, I'm the most confident and the be- best I've ever been putting. So 
what was he for his run yesterday was seven under. I think he had five birdies in a row too. I mean, it's amazing. Um, so, but I think he's really worked on his putting. I think he also has a new putting. He got a new putting coach, I believe. He set the thirty-six hole scoring record at the TPC River Highlands yesterday. He is uh, certainly got the flat stick going. I think he might also be some somebody that's adopted the aim point technique, as has uh, Adam Scott. And I'm sure uh, my listeners, anytime you see a pro getting up and pointing his fingers and moving his feet on the greens, that's a, a sign they're using aim point. Can, can you share what that's all about, Kay? Holly, I'm so glad you asked because it is one of the most difficult things to do via the radio to explain exactly. Let me see if I can give it a shot. Um, it, it, it has to do with physics and feel. And I know as soon as I use the word physics, everyone's going to jump off the cliff. <laughs> but I'll see if I can describe this. They first go halfway from where their ball is to the hole and straddle the line of their putt. And then they feel with their feet which side is high, which side is low. And then they determine on, on a, if it's a one, two, three, four, or five. In other words, if that's the degree of slant, five being the most, one being the least. So if they say then it's a two, just by the feel, um, then they walk back to their ball, stand behind the ball, and they're in a direct line with the ball in the hole. And if it's a two, they put their two fingers up, their index finger and their middle finger, and they put the inside edge of their index finger against where the the, um, the flagstick is, and when the outside of the uh, se- second finger, that's the, that's where they aim to. That's why that's called their aim point. They line the ball up, they're lined in the ball at that point and putt to that. I think it's so effective because some people, the challenge is some people are visual, right? Some people can look at a line. I happen to be one of those people, and boom, I've got it. Some people just forget about it, right, including reading the grain and, and all the rest of it. But the idea of, you know, then being able to feel it, and since we talk so much about feel in putting, I think it's really a great concept. Well, it is, because you can tell if you're, if you're standing on a hill where your balance would be, which foot would be higher, which foot would be lower. So this kind of gives it a mathematical way of figuring it out, whether it's one, two, or three, or four fingers, or five fingers, which I haven't seen anybody use the five fingers. It's usually one or two, because usually on the bigger, huge breaks that you've seen at the Masters, sometimes that's just totally all feel. But then it all, once you get your aim, it all really comes down to, to speed because you can aim at something and you want to think of it, the speed as if it was a fire hose and you hit it at that, it would go past the break. Or if you had then just a garden hose and it would break too soon. So after you get your aim, it's still all about speed is really what it's about. But he's doing quite well since he's not doing the belly putter anymore at all. And he, I think he also talked about it. That now the, the thing is really understanding how, how it breaks, which is the aim point, and then um, his alignment. Many people, when they putt, it's one of the hardest things to do is to figure out where the alignment is once you get over the ball. But that has to do with understanding where your, your dominant eye is and how then you see that line also. Scotty Scheffler was asked at the U.S. Open if there was anything specific that he – 
would go back to mentally or some drills that he would try to focus on putting-wise, especially during an important week like a major. He said it was interesting. He said when you're out there competing, I think when you're doing your best, you're kind of just flowing and letting things happen. Putting is different because it's one of those things that has finality attached to it, whereas if I hit a really good six iron, sometimes it's going to go to two feet, and sometimes it's going to go to 15 feet. It's like, oh, well, to you it doesn't make a huge difference. If I hit a six-footer and I hit a really good putt, and one time it goes in and then one time it doesn't, putting is like an art that I try not to add too much finality to what I'm doing on the greens, if that makes sense. Well, that's really kind of an interesting way of looking at it, but you're absolutely right. And that's what I tell people like when they're putting. There's only two things. Instead of thinking of yourself as a bad putter, you know, that I'm, you either think of yourself as I mishit it or I misread it, one of two things. And I think that's what he's talking about. It's like you can hit a really good six-foot putt, and it might hit a small little heel print and bump out a line. So if you get started on the correct line, at least you know that you executed the shot well. And there may be a lot of things that can happen in between that six feet in the hole that just didn't amount to something that you didn't see. So I think um, they also talk about, maybe you want to talk about a little bit about bent grass versus Bermuda grass. And I think Keegan even mentioned that he's on bent grass this week. And that's a much easier way to putt on bent grass because you don't have to worry about the grain as much. Um, Bermuda grass has more grain in it, and bent grass is a little shorter, and it has more of kind of a matte feeling to it, and so you don't have to play as much break. He uh, went on to say something about the fact that he has learned not to get overly, he said, pissed off. That's about the strongest language I've heard Scotty Scheffler use. (laughs) Because he said, hey, I I hit a great shot. And I really like what you said there. Not, you know, getting down on your putting, but really judging it for what it it is. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, I can go to my own experience. I used to think I was a bad putter, you know, that I just didn't have the skill to make a putt. But then I, as I started to analyze it, it's either that I misread it or I misexecuted it. It's one of the two. And if you understand about the execution or the um, the technique, you can go back and make those adjustments. Um, but I know that when you watch um, pros and Scotty and and um, Keegan and Adam Scott, they work a lot on their putting stroke and making those 15, 20 footers that they, you know, Keegan even said. Um, just recently, he said, now I stand over it, and I know I'm going to make a 25-footer. That's a confident feeling when you think that you're going to make that 25-footer, as opposed to looking at that two-footer that you don't think you're going to make with those knees knocking. Absolutely. So how about some drills, Kay? Uh, Scotty mentioned that he practices with a wedge from time to time just as a feel thing, just to feel the release. And he said uh, that it's a good drill for me to kind of put the wedge in there behind the hole, and I can really just feel everything with my hands. Well, putting is, you know, all in the hands. It's like throwing a ball. 
uh, and I'll go to my own experience when I do playing lessons. Oftentimes, um, when we get on the putting green, I, I'm picking up my wedge so I can just pop the ball up if I have to pick it up if we're doing two or three balls. But if I'm going to, you know, show a putting stroke, I'll often putt with my wedge on the putting green. Now, that doesn't mean I'm taking a divot. I'm actually blading it. But what it teaches you is the blade, the leading edge of the club, has to exactly hit the center of the ball, but it also has to stay square to where you're going. Now, if it happens to turn one way or the other, the ball goes askew or very off line very rapidly. So that has to do with your hands are keeping that blade exactly square. So I like practice putting. I have a lot of my um, younger players. They, they can't take, they're not taking divots on the putting green, don't get me wrong, but they're actually blading it. It's a, it's a great drill because it really teaches you what your hands are doing in relationship to the club. Putting is such a personal thing, right, Kay, from, you know, our names for our putters. Many of us have a whole bag full of putters. We fall in and out of love with our putters. Um, Scotty was rumored to maybe switch, be switching out his putter uh, at, at the U.S. Open, which uh, it would be sort of a shock, I would think, to do something that drastic before a major. He he didn't end up doing that. What's what's your take on on switching putters? Well, I think the manufacturers have given us so many choices as to putters. It's like buying silverware. You can have all kinds of silverware, but it's still you still got to get the ball in the hole or the food to your mouth. <laughs> so it becomes personal in the fact that how does it look, but. I know a lot of really good putters sometimes will change between two and three putters depending on the speed of a green. Sometimes they want to, if it's a really grainy, they may want a heavier putter. Um, and then it's on if you have really fast greens, they may want a lighter putter. Um, now there's all kinds of different kinds of grips also. So you've got the, the old traditional grips, which is the standard grip to the supersized grips. And a lot of people like those better that take the hands out of it a little bit more. So you have those personal preferences. The best advice, do the one that gets the ball in the hole first. So what feels best to you? But there's still a lot to do with technique and how you operate the putter all the time, too, and how you see the line. Well, speaking of technique, we have so many different kinds of putting grips now. Not not only how you put your hands on the club, but the actual grip on the club. But... Any comments on that, Kay? Left hand low, the claw, the this, the that. What, what's your uh, feeling on? Well, you've got, you've got. Yeah, you're right. There's there's different sizes of grips. You've got your super grips to your regular little skinny pencil grips. You've got um, left hand low. You've got sometimes you've got your index finger pointed down. Um, the idea is to keep the blade, the putter, as you want to operate the tool as best you can. It's kind of interesting because I was just at a convention where they had uh, a very unique idea of a, a, a putter grip that's just recently been approved, and it's in the form of a, the handle of a hockey stick, so it's square. And I actually putted with it, and it actually was pretty good. <laughs> it was amazing because not the putter grip te- technically lots of times is round or it's curved on the back or it's flat on the front. Well, this is square all the way around, and it was a long putter just the handle that you could have actually then sent to this company and then they would then take your shaft off and put this long grip on it. I know that putter grip. I I, uh, used it at the PGA show in January. It's called Caliber and it is a a very interesting concept. 
yeah, I found it rather unique and I kind of liked it. Um, but again, so going back to your original question, though, there's tons of preferences in it, and there's as many different head shapes as as many different weights and, and et cetera. So again, I tell people to really understand probably to get fit for a putter is important for the not only the lie angle of it, but the length for a, your personal height, et cetera. Oh, great advice. Probably, I would say, maybe the most important club in your bag, Kay, uh, to get custom fit for. Oh, definitely. I mean, and there really is a lot to do, you know, with the, with the putter. And again, as we said, it's a club that in your bag that you use on every single hole. So we, we work at... You know, it's interesting because when people take lessons also, they take lessons on their their full swing. But really, they really need to start, let's start with getting the ball in the hole because it's the club that you use all of the time. So definitely get fit for a putter. Lie angle and length, two number one things. Take, take this advice from world number one Scotty Scheffler. He said he's most proud of what he has done mentally during a round when he isn't putting his best and not taking things too seriously. said, sometimes I'd let a few bad swings or bad putts ruin my day. I haven't done that in quite a while. So I can't think of better words of advice for the average golfer out there, Kay. It's over. It's history. Just go on to the next one. The most important shot is the next one, not the one behind you. That's right. And managing that space between your ears. <laughs> That's the six-inch addict as we talk about it, yes. You need to work on that. Well, Kay, it's a, I know a busy summer for you. You're up in beautiful uh, upstate New York. Uh, what, do you, what do you have coming up and uh, anything uh, online that my listeners uh, might be interested in? Well, actually, uh, yeah, we've got some workshops coming up up, up here in the uh, Northeast, and they can always go to Education Golf, so that's spelled with a K-A-Y in the middle of education, um, Education Golf. Uh, speaking of putters, we're going to be doing a webinar uh, July 15th um, with Indie Putters, Indie Golf, and we'll be talking about wedges and putting because, again, we think it's the most important club in your bag. So they can find out online. Uh, just go to my website, edukaytiongolf.com, to find out all that good information. Well, it's always a pleasure. Kay McMahon, Hall of Fame swing instructor. Check out all of her videos and lessons and online uh, programs. Again, at edukay, educationgolf.com. Thank you, Kay, as always. Thank you, Holly. And as I always close, keep your head up. It's all in the attitude. Have a good day. <laughs>